Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Light Man How Poetry Found Me podcast. What we talk about, we try to address those things that'll give us internal strength and power to help us accomplish our goals and dreams. And we can express that through a form of writing or speaking, or just trying to have conversation with people in general so that we can have a mind building process that'll take us far and beyond where we find our present day condition. But always remember that everything that we do is always based in the present. Because once you wake up in the morning, you're in the present. And it's those steps that leads you to wherever you're going, so forth and so on. This is season seven. This is episode two. And what I want to talk about today is finding happiness. So many times we all into the the metaphorical or the metaphysical or things that are spiritual and things that you write down to take steps to accomplish goals and dreams. But we never really talk about like happiness or joy or the things that make you smile and what does it look like for you and what does it look like for me and how do we translate that to our family? How do we get our kids to value happiness and not to not try to dwell on things that takes them to the negative? And how do you look at that? What do you do to define that? How do you show that? And even if you should show it at all, there's a book that written by a young man named Sad Guru titled Inner Engineering. And this whole premise is that everything that you want comes from inside. If that's the case, then that's what happiness is too. And what we have to do as people is that we have to try to find out what that is. And what does it mean for you when you find it? And if you find it, can anyone steal it from you? I was watching the hearing for the next Supreme Court justice. And Cory Booker got up and said, I'm not going to let anybody in this Senate steal my joy. I'm not going to let anybody in this Senate take away my happiness. I'm going to enjoy this moment. And he was telling Miss Brown that she struggled to get where she is, and he's happy because when he sees her, he can't help but to see his mom, his aunt, his grandmother, his ancestors, as well as hers. And that the road that she took to get there was an honest road, was a, a road of just pure intellectual essence. And at the same time, struggle as well. But for him to say that on the Senate floor, like, you're not stealing my joy. Is a profound message for human beings throughout the world, really. You have to see something. You have to feel something. You have to know that when you do something that nobody can steal what you're trying to build because that joy, that happiness is inside of you at all times. Sometimes you might have to express it like Mr. Booker, or sometimes you don't. And sometimes it don't even matter whether you do or you don't, but as long as you know that you're happy internally, 
those are the things and that's the one thing that's going to matter most. And when you look at our world, the premise in which they say that it's built, it is built on negativity and that's not true. Maybe the world of man is built on negativity, but the world that is built, that house man cannot be built on negativity. When you look at the science of the world and the things that are around it, it baffles even the greatest scientists. But when they're able to discover something, they happy they they were happy, happy that they were able to find that science to answer that question. But it still doesn't take away from the essence of a planet that's floating in space, held in place by the sun. That's it's like happiness right there. Because that's not controlled by anybody. That's not the world of man. Man lives under those conditions. But man didn't put that sun in that center. Man did not make this the third planet from the sun. I digress. But let's get back to what does it take for you to feel happy? To make sure that that happiness stays with you for 24 hours every day. What does that take? What does it look like for you? What does it mean when the world is saying mean things and you don't let that stick to your body and you don't let that get into your body to make you feel as if the world is filled with poison? The level of reflection that you have to do to find happiness means that you have to have a quiet mind so you can see the thoughts that run through your head on a daily basis. And in those thoughts, is there happiness in them? Or in those thoughts, is it profoundly negative? And do you have the stamina, mentally and spiritually, to fight off the negativity so that you can get to a level of a calm mind? And if you can get to the level of a calm mind, can you then relate that to nature? And what I mean by nature, I mean really nature like trees, like grass, like dew, like birds, like animals, like the wind blowing, the leaves falling, the trees blossoming, the sun, the sky, the birds flying high, the fish in the water, the ocean itself. Can you see those things before you see into the world of man, the world that we created. Because outside of the world that we have created has to be happiness. Even though you might conceive it as being pain, but it has to be happiness because it's not strained by what we do to each other. Those animals that exist outside of what we created even though you might look at it as stressful, they got to have a happy life because they sing. Birds, they sing. 
butterflies, they flap their wings. And they're not asking you or charging you anything to, to see that and to be happy with that. They're not trying to impress you. They're just wake up in the morning doing the things that those creatures do. A lion in the wilderness. It's not roaring for you. It's not roaring for, you know, the world. It roars because it's a lion and getting his morning started. He's just letting everybody know out there I'm, I'm here. Those things are things of subtle joy and happiness. And then when you can take that and you can see all of that before you see into the world that we created, then some of your joy can be held on to some of that happiness because sometimes when you're in the dark corner, you just remember you heard a bird singing this morning and the song was so beautiful and it pushed you in a pleasant place. So that when you delve into what we have created, which is the stresses and strains of trying to live a decent life, the stresses and strains of trying to accumulate enough money to be well off so that you don't have to struggle with the basic necessities of life. And then being able to deal with the nonsense that people try to put in your head when it comes to them talking about you or you addressing them or you know people addressing a group it's just so much that goes into what the world that we've created that it is overwhelmingly negative and everybody's trying to figure out how to get us out of that negative rat race but some people say that you need to be able to take the negative so that if there's anything positive at the end of the negativity, it will bring you joy. And some people say, nah, you don't even need to approach it like that. You just need to try to be positive anyway. Sounds like the opposites. But is happiness either one of those things? Is happiness negative or is it positive or is it just happiness? The things that we're trying to look for in our world are the things that overwhelmingly make us happy. And if we could just unlock the essence of that, if we could just find a way to make all of that work, then we could be like Cory Booker and say, nobody's going to take my joy, not this day. And there's just so many things that you can find on social media that address all of that. But it always goes back to what I say about myself and what I say about the people around me or the people that I see or the people that I meet or the people that I glance at or the people that I speak to or the people that don't speak back is, am I disturbed internally if nobody outside responds to me? Can my joy and my happiness still be something that is a part of me, whether someone says something to me or not? Are you that same person that in order to develop that calmness, you could care less if someone says something to you or not? You're trying to get to a level where a lot of the things in the world don't bother you, but it's just so much that 
bothers you that it's hard for you to really see that if there's any happiness left in the world. And then we are filling our kids up with so much of this that they don't know, you know what happiness is, what joy is. If you catch them at the right age and you leave them innocent and you let them play and you let them have fun, then you can kind of see that that's how we used to be. But then we had to grow up and deal with this reality of things in this world. The greatest challenge to this world is how do I map out my life? And then mapping it out, am I going to be happy with the results that it gives me? And if I'm getting the right results, does those right results still constantly lead me to being happy? We're trying to define it, ladies and gentlemen, and there's a lot of things that people say and do that leads us to the path of having us to wonder whether or not we're right or whether or not we're wrong or whether or not there's a perspective that we haven't been taught yet. And living in this day and in this environment, we are just so anxious to wonder what's next that we don't even consider what is being given to us every day in front of us if we're fortunate to wake up and be grateful for time that we have now and be appreciative of the people that we have in our lives now. You know, Sadhguru used to say that or he says that what people say to you shouldn't really affect you so much but if you if you internalize it then it has the potential for destruction if you internalize all the compliments, it'll make you feel like you're better. But the best thing he says is just be even keel about everything. Be motivated and encouraging and enthusiastic about your dreams and goals. But don't make, make it where all of your inner essence is about that. You want to look for happiness in the way that it doesn't involve all of those things because happiness is outside of all of those things now what I will say and I'm being honest that is man if you if you can rock this world and become rich do your thing if you rocking in this world and you don't have anything then do your thing to get something but don't let it be when you get it or when you don't get it, attach happiness to that because that's not going to be happiness. And the way I kind of explain it is, you know how when you get money and you want to go buy a new car and you see the car that you want, you looking at it, you see the color, you know, the person at the dealership is breaking you down, the salesman is is breaking you down and telling you all of the components to the car. You get that new car smell and you look at that windshield and it's clean. You look at the back seat and it's immaculate. 
give you the sound system, let you test the steering wheel, get you on the test drive. And then you see it and you're like elated that you're about to get this car, man, or this truck or this vehicle. You're on cloud number nine. You go in and tell you, you know, what your payment is going to be, how much his loan is going to be for. And you're sitting there like, man, I'm about to get this car. And then you get the car. And you drive the car for a year or two. Then all of a sudden, the newness wears off. Because that's not happiness. I mean, in the moment that you was going through it and the adrenaline that was running through your body and the money that you had in your pocket and the things that you thought that you was, you know, that was going to really make you happy, after two years, it begins to fade away. Because happiness is not in things. Joy is even not in things. But what that is, is it's a, that's a moment of you processing what you think happiness would be attached to. And I think that's how we constantly look at happiness. If you buy something and initially when you get it, you're satisfied with it, but then you're not even happy. You're satisfied that you got it. But happiness means that when you get it, you can keep it forever because it don't matter about what people say. You're happy with that. But we're always like self-gratifying. We get it. We like it. Two years, we're on to something else. We get it. We like it. Two years, we're on to something else. And when you're like that, that means that ultimately you're never going to be happy because you're always gravitating toward things and people. And things and people change. And if you're not trying to really harness that power to understand that the gravity of the situation is, is are you happy internally with the things that you're accomplishing? And even if you don't get the brand new car, are you happy with what you have? Even if you don't get the new pair of shoes, are you happy with what you have? And so many people get so much material possession that their happiness is always tied to things. They can't walk away from things because other people identify them with things. And we shouldn't want to be identified with things. We should be able to say that we can get things, but we're not attached to things. And if I lose a thing, that's okay. But I was happy to to help. And we got to get back to trying to help one another find that joy that's beyond the world of man. I mean, don't get me wrong. What we have created in life in terms of material things is astonishing, man. We got microwaves. We got Blu-rays. We got the latest TV, we got the latest phone, we got the latest computer, we get the latest cars, we get the latest vacuum cleaner, we get the latest styles and clothing, we get the development of financial wealth, we get to see and build things from our creative mind that is so astonishing that the world seems to be far ahead technologically than we've ever been. But when you ask some of those people, are they happy? And they say no. Because they haven't found that one thing yet that just light their fire to make them realize that beyond their desire 
is a level of understanding that goes beyond the things that we have. To me, life is beautiful. I'm not trying to minimize what man has created, but life, man, is is beautiful. And men and women get together to create these bodies so that we can live this life. But when we come out the womb, the life is not about the things that we possess. Life is just about life when the mother and the parent or the parent sees the child come into the world. And the willingness to want to take care of that child and make sure that that child's spiritual well-being is taken care of, mental well-being is taken care of, and the physical need of the child is addressed so that they don't feel like they're under duress as they're maturing as children. And they don't want the weight of of their shoulders to be so burdensome that they got to carry their mother and their father. Just happiness and trying to break through the barriers that we create around the word happiness and around the word joy and how we segment ourselves from other people and how that segment turns into fragments and those fragments turn into nonsense because we can't really help anybody beyond the circles that we have. Happiness is like the sun. The sun just going to shine no matter what. It doesn't care if it's a cloudy day in here or it's a cloudy day on another planet. It doesn't care if it rains here or don't rain on another planet. The sun just gives you that light. And if you're covered by clouds all day, all night, and it rains, and the sun come out, you say, man, Am I glad to see you. I know you've been up there the whole time, but I know these clouds with this rain has been covering up many things, but man, am I glad to see you. I can get some sunshine on my face. That's happiness. When you can get through all the turmoil and you can say with that light in your mind, man, I'm glad to see you. I got a clear mind now. I can see things a lot better. And I thank you for giving me the inspiration and the insight to allow me to see better. Ladies and gentlemen, we are built to make our lives better. But more importantly, in order to have a truly graceful spiritual journey through this life, you got to find happiness and joy. And it cannot exist in things. Because there's nothing on this planet that I can think of. Maybe you can but I haven't come up with one yet. There's nothing on this planet that you can take with you. There's nothing on this planet. There's nothing nobody can convince me. There's nothing that you can you can't take anything on this planet when you go on your next journey. I don't even believe that you can take your thoughts with you. I don't believe that your thoughts go with you when you Evolve to the place where you originally come from. It's impossible. Because if you come back, you come back with those same thoughts. You get it? So if you know that you can't take anything with you, then why worship anything that you have? 
why even fight with the things that you know to be true? You can't take anything with you. I don't think you can take your joy. I don't think you can take your happiness. I think you can take a peace of mind. I think you can take peace with you. And I don't even think that has anything to do with just living on this planet. I just think you came into the world as a peaceful being. And you leave with that. But you don't leave with no thoughts of peace. You don't leave with no thoughts of hatred. All that stuff that you have, you leave on this planet. And maybe with the people you talk, you probably left it in the atmosphere. So then what is there to fear with you being happy? What is there to fear with you pursuing those things that'll make you happy? Because the, the thing about it is, if you if you if you're passing away and you haven't done anything to make yourself happy, like chase a dream or whatever it may mean, then what 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 are you living for? You existing. You're not making a life. I mean, you gotta you gotta make a life. You got to make sure that you're pouring everything into it. And I don't care what direction it goes. You can be a manager of a store, but you got to put all of the essence into that. You got to, even with the difficulties, you got to still be able to put everything in it so you can get everything out and you know that you're doing your best. Even if you want to be a school teacher, you got to put everything in it so you can get everything out so you can see what peace is about. So many different scales, right? to how you measure this or how we measure that. But we got to measure it somehow. We got to be able to attach something to what it means to be happy in this world. Because it's the only thing at the end of the day that's, that's not measurable in things. It's measurable into the peace of mind that you have, the mental state that you're in. And that was like Cory Booker saying, they're not going to steal my joy today because I'm I'm happy to see you sitting in that seat because I know where you come from. I know what kind of struggle that is. I mean, he was so convincing that he made the nominee shed a tear because he was speaking from his heart. And when you speak from your heart, man, you open up a you open up a world that you just have never seen before because you're freeing yourself of the things that bind you mentally. And you're just trying to break those shackles off so you can say something like, I'm glad to see you here. And I'm not going to let anybody steal my jewel. How you got here is a road that's been traveled by many women like you. And I can't help but think when I see you that I think about my mom. This is what he's saying. And I think about my ancestors and my, my sister. Somebody had to come here so that she can show that she got your back. I'm just paraphrasing, ladies and gentlemen. But, but, but you get it? If you're living and you see that life is already a struggle for you in the world that we created, then why are you going to add more struggle to it? Why can't you find some happiness and work towards trying to overcome that, those obstacles, so that you can have joy at the end? You got to be able to see that. You got to be able to pass that on. You got to be able to process it and you got to be able to have a formula for it and you just got to be able to feel it. Like some mornings when I wake up and I hear the birds singing, do you know how confident that is to me? Because I know man didn't create that sound. 
or you hear the wind blowing against the trees if you're walking out. I know man did not cause those two things to mix to give you that music. We we are powerful creatures, but there's some things that's that's beyond us. Like sometimes when you wake up and you see the blue sky and you be like, man didn't create that. And then sometimes you wake up and then the sun is in a certain position that gives us a certain glow and you know man didn't do that. So outside of our world is plenty of happiness to see. Plenty of joy that's not tied to anything that we do in the world of the matrix that we have created. There is a greater world, ladies and gentlemen, and sometimes it's hard to see when you got to think about the basic necessities of life. Our challenge is to try to find happiness and joy outside of the world of man. And don't get me wrong, I love what we have done. I love what we have brought this world throughout the world. And I would not, I would be less of a person to deny the great luxuries that we have. But man, it doesn't doesn't compare to a bird singing, man. It doesn't compare to a bird soaring across the sky and you wonder and you ask yourself why couldn't that happen to someone like me why can't I get my mind to soar beyond the world that we have created so that I can see what it's like to be happy ladies and gentlemen you gotta find it ladies and gentlemen you gotta look for it Ladies and gentlemen, you got to extract it. And it's always inside of you. And it's just waiting on you to find it, keep it, and hold on to it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number two, season seven. And the thing is happiness and joy. How do you get it? How do you maintain it? And if you like Cory Booker when he was saying to the nominee, Ms. Brown, I'm not going to let them steal it. So if you find it and you got it, you say the same thing. I'm not going to let nobody steal this. I'm going to enjoy this this day because this is the day that I find out that it works for me. Ladies and gentlemen, in conclusion, I got three quotes for you. One from Dr. Hill, one is from Antonio T. Smith Jr., and one is from me. If the mind can conceive it and believe it, and the mind can achieve it, Dr. Hill. If you need happiness and joy, the mind can conceive it and believe it, then your mind can achieve it. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you can't plant better, you can't dominate. If you plant happiness in there, you plant joy in there, you can dominate any world that's coming your way. You can be so fluent and you can flow so well that the positive and the negative don't bother you because you're happy internally. And last but not least, life's not, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so you can do have anything that you desire. 24 hours is what we got, ladies and gentlemen. 24 hours. Every day we wake up 24 hours. And we can define it any way we want. 
And I hope that in those 24 hours that your desire is that you can find happiness and joy. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, peace.